find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Welcome to the Voice America Kids Kitchen. It's time for Mix It Up, a show for aspiring chefs or those who just want to try something new. We'll bring you recipes, interviews with chefs, and food tips. Now, here are your hosts. One. Hello and welcome. My name is Anna. And I'm Jamie. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. Today, we are talking about kale chips. It's a simple recipe. If you don't know what kale is, it kind of looks like spinach. It's a dark, leafy thing. You find it in the produce section at any store. If you eat it dry, do not, because it tastes really, really, really bad, unless you're really, really, really strange. <laughs> you like kale salads, which I don't. But kale chips are actually really good. You put the kale chips over a pan on the pan, spread them out. After you have ripped them up into little pieces, the size of chips, and you sprinkle lightly some olive oil over it, and then you put on salt, pepper, and you can put on garlic powder, but that last one's optional. You stick them in a 350-degree oven, and bake them for 8 to 10 minutes, and then you take them out of the oven, try to flip them over and move them around, put it back in, and do another 8 to 10 minutes, and you take them out, and they make a really good appetizer. Oh, wow. That sounds delicious. Um, where did you find this recipe? From my mom. My mom just made them one day. She was trying stuff out with kale, wanted to do something healthy, and... So I don't eat kale if it is in a salad. And so she was trying to do something where I might eat it. And so she made these and they were really good. Awesome. Um, are there any other vegetables that you'd find to do like the same exact technique, but almost have the same results? Uh, you can do it with a lot of things. I mean, you could probably try it with spinach, but the spinach, the leaves would shrink probably. You could try it with lettuce but I don't know how that would go so maybe not I take that back but you can do it with a lot of things awesome because I vaguely remember trying with some spinach and my aunt is like a freak for parmesan so we ended up putting olive oil and parmesan sprinkled on top and you're absolutely correct about the leaves shrinking (laughs) yeah and you can put the parmesan on the kale chips too And a lot of people, if they're just making a kale salad, they do put Parmesan on it. And they put a lot of dressing because the leaves are really dry. Oh. Hmm. And what's the texture of a kale salad besides being dry? (laughs) Kale salad, like the, the kale salad is, the leaves are a little bumpy. But when you make them for the chips, they kind of flatten out. And if you make them really crispy to where they're brown... They um, kind of crumble and melt in your mouth. And if you don't, then they get more chewy. And I prefer in the middle. <laughs> On a thing like that, what do you prefer? Like just chips or anything? Do you like stuff more well done? or? Um, I'll have to agree with you going in the middle because I don't like them to be like squishy because 
doesn't seem appetizing to me, but I don't want them like completely crunchy where they just like fall apart. So I agree with you on being on the middle. Yeah, because sometimes when they're chewy, you kind of go, oh, ew. <laughs> and when they're crunchy, kale chips are still good, really crunchy, but you don't want to brown them too much. Otherwise, they smell really bad because they smell burnt. <laughs> Does it have like, I mean, I know like burnt things are obviously not very selectable as when they're perfectly cooked but do kale chips like do does their flavor alter like if cooked for a longer period of time because they do get flatter and less chewy they do and they fall apart a little bit more and you can kind of taste it a little bit more but it's not that big of a difference it's more of a texture thing it's less of a taste and if you do burn them, it's fine. You can eat them. I mean, unless you absolutely turn them into ashes, then you don't want to eat them. But if good luck with eating that, <laughs> yeah, with a spoon. <laughs> but if it's just a little bit overdone, it's fine. Mm. So I know you haven't had these, but what they interest you? Absolutely. They sound very, like, they seem somewhat unique beings that I've never heard of this before. And it's relatively healthy, so. (laughs) Yes, the darker the leaves, so, like, um, darker the color of green, the healthier they are. And kale is really dark. Wow. Yeah, I learned that when my mom brought home the kale and told (laughs) me that. I was like, oh, okay, well, these taste awful. (laughs) (laughs) Because I love talking with my aunt because she like obsesses over vegetables and she really loves leafy greens the best Mm -hmm. you're listening to the voice america kids network this is mix it up i'm anna and i'm jamie and today we're talking about hot italian sausage soup and this is this may seem like a lot there are long list of ingredients but overall it's a very easy concept of throwing them all together so the ingredients include um one pound of bulk hot italian sausage one can 14 and a half ounces of italian stewed tomatoes one can of tomato sauce one cup of frozen italian vegetables three-fourths cup of julienne green sweet red and or yellow pepper i love yellow pepper a lot <laughs> one-fourth cup of chopped onion, one-fourth a cup of white wine or chicken broth. They both serve the same either way. One teaspoon of brown sugar, one teaspoon of minced fresh parsley, half a teaspoon of Italian seasoning, one-eighth a teaspoon of salt, and one-eighth a teaspoon of pepper. And what you're going to want to do is just throw all of the hot Italian sausage into a large skillet and then just mix it together until it's no longer pink. And then, meanwhile, in a larger saucepan, you're going to combine the remaining ingredients and bring to a boil. Reduce the heat, cover, and simmer for roughly 10 minutes or until the vegetables are tender. And then you're going to drain the sausage, add the soup, add to soup, and just heat all the way through, and you have a hot Italian sausage soup. Sounds good, except for I'm not a big fan of spicy, so do you know something I could substitute for the hot Italian sausage? Because I know last week we ended up putting, like, ground beef and, like, ground beef pasta. You could substitute something for pasta. You could even use just plain ground beef. You could throw in turkey. I mean, there's so many different possibilities when it comes to these vegetables and other things throwing into the soup you have like so much leeway it's just kind of your own creation all right well 
what other seasonings would you put in here? What what else would you think would taste good? Um, I, as you mentioned earlier in a previous show, um, prior to this, uh, you really said you liked celery, and I personally love celery also. I think it'd be a nice addition to this. Kind Those of give would, it. Yeah, it'd go good with the peppers. Yep, I. I haven't had many soups when it comes to throwing peppers in them, but I'm sure it'd be perfectly fine. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Well, again, I'm not a big fan of spicy, so there would be there would be a couple things I'd substitute here. It might not be my first choice if I don't like spicy, but it sounds good. If you did, if I did like spicy, I'd definitely go home try it right away. <laughs> And if you were to take out, like, one or two of the ingredients or add something else besides the spiciness of the hot Italian sausage? Well, the spiciness of the peppers and the celery, we all agree that we want celery in our soup. I would have to think. Um, I kind of want to try making a kale soup. (laughs) (laughs) But not... Seriously, if you know split pea soup, you could put some peas in here. It might be good. Have to try it. I know. This is something you can definitely experiment with before you actually serve it up. So it's really up to you. There's like a large array of veggies. I mean, overall, you could throw almost anything in here. What would you serve with it? Um, I'd probably throw in maybe like some crusty or like french bread oh yeah like lightly you could even put the bread crust in the soup yes for sure what would you um probably the crusty bread also but i'm trying to think what else would be really good with this i mean you already have your meat you already have your veggies if you put them in there like we do (laughs) Uh, and you might want to serve it with a little bit of fruit so you can get that all-around food pyramid, food plate. (laughs) Yeah, they changed the food pyramid to food plate. I know, I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, hmm, I think it serves the same concept, but I was, like, trying to think of everything I needed in my diet, so I was like... (sighs) I think the people there just get bored and are like, all right, let's try something new. Hey, let's do a plate. We're tired of a pyramid. Let's get a plate in there. (laughs) But the fruit would be good. The bread would be good. And even little dessert after. You can always have a dessert after anything, in my opinion. I know, really. You have, like, a separate stomach for dessert. Exactly. Even when I'm, like, almost impossibly full, it's just, like, I need something. I know, the little sweet thing. Um... To make your, like, uh, you could use this for lunch or dinner. I mean, what would you do to, like, top off it, like, your meal? What would you have? Uh, well, it definitely is something you'd serve before your meal. So by then, you'd need to pick something else. I'd actually serve this as lunch because it is so filling, and but it's not filling enough for dinner. I would serve it for lunch. Hmm. What about you? Um, I I agree with you there, but I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could you could serve it for dinner, depending on 
what portion you want. Yeah. Um, when would be occasion be an occasion to have this other than a normal day? I mean, um, well, like first of all, when certain vegetables are in season, of but, course. <laughs> like, of course. Anyway, you just you once again you have like so much like leeway i guess you could go anywhere from like a school day throwing it into your thermos and having it there yeah. or just you're at nice. home watching tv <laughs> it's nice and healthy too definitely most definitely uh well what would be a good thing Oh, and by the way, <laughs> sorry, I forgot to mention this. This would be, this would roughly serve about four servings, but like I said. It all know, depends on how much you eat. Yes. It yes, could it be four big bowls or it could be eight small bowls. <laughs> you just never know. You can't really trust any of those. And my mom always kind of did a certain sausage soup, but she like she wouldn't follow a recipe because she <laughs> loves ex like experimenting when it comes to foods. So she just like throw things together, and hopefully it came out okay. And <laughs> <laughs> so she always had fun with this. Sounds good. So definitely able to experiment with this, but I wouldn't experiment with it if you're expecting company because. <laughs> Company doesn't always like you experimenting on them. <laughs> They're your little guinea pigs. Here, whip this together. Try it. <laughs> Unless it's something that's obvious, like you can put celery in and you know it'll be fine. But don't put some obscure uh, ingredient in it and then serve it to 10 people for <laughs> because they're going to go, what was she thinking? <laughs> I'll never forget the time my sister, like, was feeding my cousins Play-Doh because they thought it was cookies. What? <laughs> She's like, here, try one of my cookies. And all of them ran up to her and tried one, and they immediately spit it out. It was so funny. Ew! <laughs> That's a, some lifelike Play-Doh thing. <laughs> Ew! I know. You'd think that, like, yellow Play-Doh would be easily identifiable, but... How was, old were they? Um, I think they were, like... Eight, nine. <laughs> God. If they were toddlers, I could understand, but, you know, they're old enough to recognize the difference. You would think. So, little life lesson, do not put Play-Doh in your soup. Just FYI. Yeah, that could also be poisonous. <laughs> not only yes. taste bad, but it could also be poisonous. <laughs> and always wash your hands so you keep any germs off especially when you're in company but always wash your hands and don't let anybody with play-doh in their hands come anywhere near you when you're cooking and just as always be sure to take caution when dealing with a stove or oven because safety first right yep so um Really? Let's well, take a break. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network. 
You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Have you met Catherine the Great? She may be a lot like you. She likes sports, music, having fun, and making new friends. You'll get to find out more about her when you tune in to Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Catherine's friends, Audrey and Zara, are the co-hosts of the program, and you'll get to learn more about her through them. Share, laugh, and enjoy Catherine the Grape's Magical Hour. Heard every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. Just like Catherine the Grape, you are magical, colorful, and above everything else, you are loved. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back. My name is Jamie. And I'm Anna. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air 1, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we are talking about steak. Grilled steak, to be more exact. You're going to do, similarly to the ketchups, you're going to put them on a pan and you're going to put oil on. <laughs> but you're going to put a little bit heavier oil. And you're going to put pepper, garlic powder, and no salt Mrs. Dash seasoning. But make sure you don't put any salt on it because it. I just learned this. It takes the flavor out of the meat. It doesn't allow it to go in. And on some occasions, you can put a little bit of red wine on there, red wine. And then you grill it. And when you're grilling, make sure you have a parent do that because I don't trust myself or any kid with a grill. <laughs> and also, if it's windy, make sure you're watching the flame to see if it goes out and you're keeping the heat up absolutely it's very good advice because that has happened to me more than once you who did the grill (laughs) after i just said (laughs) i had assistance of my mother it's just she okay don't make excuses (laughs) don't make excuses (laughs) well so you see she did it and she was having trouble so always that tells you <laughs> always ask for help. Always ask for help. And don't set your house on fire. Please. 
save us all the trouble of having to hear this tragic event. Yeah, my dad was leaving and he goes, okay, just don't burn down the house. But then he was going golfing. He's like, oh, I'm bringing my golf club so it won't be as much of a tragedy. It's like, thanks, dad. (laughs) So um, I know steak is pretty like popular, Mm -hmm. but um, what else would you serve with this steak? Being said, there's so many different choices. You can do the classic potato. But you, we had rice, and uh, you can do almost any vegetable you can imagine. Uh, if you're doing a salad, I wouldn't necessarily do that because the steaks will cool down. And if you're trying to eat your salad, then I know that I always eat my salad first, so serve it first. And I'm trying to think. I know there's something else. Oh, escapes me (laughs) well i know uh when it comes oh yeah beans (laughs) sorry i remembered (laughs) okay beans like baked beans (laughs) Alrighty. well um i know when it comes to like serving rice and you're thinking kind of like the healthy step you're gonna want to go with brown rice rather than white and if you're not into rice you could try quinoa Mm. it's that's or you could even put the quinoa in the rice yes even that and there's if you take white rice and mix it with avocado it's really good (laughs) i've never tried that i will have to it turns a greenish color but it tastes really good it's not like the avocado is green or anything i thought it would just turn white again (laughs) no just kidding but don't be alarmed by the green color of rice if anybody serves it to you because it probably just has avocado on it. Unless it's edamame. Edamame. Oh, you could put edamame with the rice. I've tried that and I was like, hmm, this is pretty interesting. But I prefer edamame in the shells. When yeah, you can that's salt why. them and but if you can also mix several types of rice together. You can do, you could try mixing brown rice and white rice, and I'm sure it'd be really good still. You can mix wild rice with nuts, whatever you want to do. But back to the steak, what do you like to put on your steak? Um, well, I never like to um, put on, like, things that could draw away, atten- like, the... Attention the of the steak itself. The zing. <laughs> exactly. So although sometimes I will like put on like A1, but ordinarily I just kind of stay straightforward. And you this would be the time you put salt on it. You don't want to eat unsalted meat, but you don't want to salt it before the grill. You want to salt it when it's on your plate ready to go. Hmm. I will have to remember that tip also. So what kind of portion do you eat of steak just wondering it's like um i find it steak is really filling and i don't need as big of a portion i know exactly what you mean you're listening to the west america kids network this is mix it up i'm jamie and i'm anna and today we're talking about nutty chicken strips well nutty chicken strips once again is one of those things where like you have a bunch of different ingredients and Throwing together usually takes small amount of time. But here, you take one cup of soft breadcrumbs, a half a cup of chopped almonds, but 
it's really up to you. Some people don't like almonds with their chicken strips, like my mother. Um, two <laughs> tablespoons of minced fresh cilantro, one to one and a half teaspoons of curry powder, one fourth cup of all-purpose flour, one egg, a half cup of two percent milk. Although I'm sure you could use one percent or fat-free, but it's really up to you. One to one and a half pounds of boneless, skinless chicken breast. Then you cut it into one inch strips and then one fourth of canola oil. And then you're going to have a yogurt dipping sauce along with this. So you're going to take one cup of plain yogurt. No, not vanilla, just plain yogurt. It serves almost the same as like you would use sour cream. And then two tablespoons of minced fresh cilantro and then one tablespoon of honey to give it that extra sweetness. And then you're going to, in a large resealable plastic bag, combine the breadcrumbs, almonds, cilantro, and curry powder. Then you're going to place flour in a shallow bowl. In another shallow bowl, beat the egg and milk. Then you're going to like dip the chicken strips in the flour, then in the egg mixture. Place in bag and then shake to coat. In a large skillet, cook chicken in oil for about five to six minutes on each side or until it's no longer pink and then you're going to like drain on paper towels to catch any excess oil and then in a small bowl combine the sauce ingredients and serve with the chicken and that should give you about six servings depending on how much you eat yeah all right just want to throw in that you said you don't like almonds i might try walnuts and also i kind of like to see this with coconut let's take a break i'm anna and i'm jamie Keep it right here. You're listening to Mixed Up on Voice America Kids Network. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Step it out with Cassie Frazier. View tomorrow's stars right now on VoiceAmericaKids.tv and hear the radio show on Voice America Kids. America's next great star is waiting to be discovered. Stepping Out with Cassie Frazier is an exclusive presentation for VoiceAmerica.tv and the Voice America Kids channel, where you can see and hear America's next top music star. The program is hosted by Voice America's own Cassie Frazier. You can say you saw and heard them at the beginning of their superstar career. Tune in to VoiceAmericaKids.tv Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and the Voice America Kids channel Fridays at 4 Pacific, 7 Eastern. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Look who you listen. 
listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Yum! This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show. Broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we're talking about Brussels sprouts. Now, you always see on TV that kids hate Brussels sprouts, but I agree if you don't cook them this way. We want to pre-cook them to make them soft so you don't hurt yourself when you're cutting them. So you just put them in uh, boiling water and boil for about two minutes while they're whole. And then you take them out and slice them up. And then like the kale chips and like the steak, you're going to put them on a pan and put some oil on. And then you're going to put on the salt, pepper, and garlic powder again. And you can saute them in a pan until they're brown on the edges. Mm. Wow, because I was one of those kids that was like, ew, something green. I, <laughs> I was never a big fan of Brussels sprouts, but I hadn't heard, I hadn't tasted Brussels sprouts until I tasted this, so I wasn't prejudiced against it. Uh, my friend, she came over and she said, you know, I hate Brussels sprouts, but I really like these, so huh. give them a try. Wow. So how did like you kind of come about this recipe? Was it just throw something together? Uh, my dad's friend had kind of suggested it. I can't, I think he kind of suggested it with cauliflower and my mom tried it on the Brussels sprouts too. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yes. So what do you think of this? Um, I think it's, it's like simple, but it's at the yeah. same time, I'm sure it'd be really good, but Yes, I'll have to try it sometime because I have never had this. And it serves as a really good side dish. When they're the right texture, they're really good to serve with basically anything. You can serve it with the steak that we mentioned before, but you, this is a really good vegetable, really healthy. Again, that dark green, but it's also really good if you saute it. You can also bake them in the oven while and make them brown and when you're pre-cooking you can put them in the microwave too you don't have to boil them in water oh wow okay and how long would you put them in the microwave approximately two minutes again oh okay doesn't really differ that much you're just trying to soften them up so when you chop them you don't chop your finger off in the process and that brings me back to the caution please please be careful caution and when you're using Especially when you're sautéing these, if you've never sautéed anything before, definitely get help. But also, you know the saying, uh, you can if you bring a man a fish, you give him food for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you give him food for life. You want to have your parents show you how to sauté if you don't know how. You're basically putting them in a pan and you're using a spoon to move them around every minute or so until they look good. Yep, 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 because I remember doing that on our last meeting, and I was, like, pushing it around for, like, five minutes until finally I was, like, getting tired on my wrist. I'm like, eh. For this, you don't constantly have to tend to it. You can set it down, go put the bread in the oven for your toast, and 
check to make sure your steak isn't burning and <laughs> you can do that and then come back and mix them again. Awesome. So you definitely have a lot of time in between. I like that. Not too much time. I mean, you still want to keep your eye on them so you don't burn them <laughs> because you also don't want to undercook these because when you undercook them, they get hard and they kind of retain that awful taste that people uh, seem to think Brussels sprouts must always present but if you cook them I like them more well done again in the middle would obviously be perfect but try to go on the more well done side oh okay I'll have to remember that you have definitely provided some amazing recipes Mm. you too but (laughs) buddy (laughs) so what would you think could be good with this um as like served with it also or in it either one (laughs) um brussels sprouts like just as any vegetable goes i'd probably have it with some brown rice or quinoa or both however you want to serve it because definitely you take a bite of this with a little bite of brown rice and that'd be perfect because one of my favorite meals is having my mom like whip together like a teriyaki bowl or like a rice bowl with veggies so, so yep, definitely want to try these. I should probably make them on my own one day. <laughs> You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Anna. And I'm Jamie. And today we're talking about lemon strip shrimp with Parmesan rice. Sounds good. Tell us about this. So you're going to get... Two cups of chicken broth, two cups of uncooked instant rice, one pound of uncooked medium shrimp, peeled and deveined, ew, nasty, Um, (laughs) half a cup of chopped green onions, two tablespoons of butter, two tablespoons of olive oil, two teaspoons of minced garlic, three tablespoons of lemon juice, one-fourth a teaspoon of pepper, then half a cup of grated Parmesan cheese, and two tablespoons of minced fresh parsley. So in a small saucepan, you're going to bring broth to a boil, then stir in rice and cover and remove heat. So, and then just let stand for about five minutes or so. And then meanwhile, in a large skillet, cook shrimp and onions in butter and oil over medium heat for four to five minutes, then add garlic and cook one minute longer or until the garlic is tender and the shrimp turns pink. Then stir in lemon juice and pepper and then the cheese and parsley into the rice and then serve with shrimp. Sounds good. Uh, Oh, I had something to say. Just so you know, shrimp doesn't really have veins. So I hope our listeners know what they're actually taking out (laughs) and will probably wear gloves when they do it and then wash the shrimp afterwards. (laughs) Yes. So that's why I love to go with the bag of uncooked, peeled, and vein shrimp. Saves me the trouble of doing that extra step, but it's purely up to you. And you do want to make sure you have them peeled because it's never good when you're eating shrimp and you put it in your mouth and you go ow there's still a shell on that (laughs) i know i have actually done that hate to admit but (laughs) i don't really think i i think everybody else knew that there was still shells on it (laughs) 
but it was just me who stuck it in my mouth and got crazy looks. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean, but my grandma, like, whenever we're having, like, say, like, popcorn shrimp or, like, butterfly shrimp, with, but they have the tails on still, she eats the tail. So... Oh, <laughs> don't ask me why, but it's just something my grandma has always done. <laughs> don't have to take the trouble to unpeel it, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> what would you serve with this um, or in it? I think this, it really has like a basic recipe, but if you wanted something like to give it a little more like color, I guess you could throw in like roasted red peppers or yellow peppers depending on which flavor you're going for or maybe like if you wanted it to have like an enhanced flavor you could put in like a bouillon beef bouillon cube or like mix in some broth along with the chicken broth but it's really up to you what do you think um I think that I might serve this as an appetizer because I always think of shrimp as an appetizer mm-hmm. and so be it an appetizer. But you could also serve this as a side or you could even endeavor to serve it as a main dish. But just depends on how hungry you are. I would not necessarily serve this. I guess you could. It would be good for lunch, actually, because it just like the soup is heavy, but not that heavy. Yes, I agree. I would, what would you take out? Um, I would probably, I wouldn't find that the lemon juice wasn't completely necessary, but it's purely up to you. Let's take a break. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. Keep it right here. You're listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids Network. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You just love your pets. But sometimes they can get to be a handful. And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in to Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Behind the Line is all about the inside of sports from a kid's point of view. This is a look at all of the action from Behind the Line. Join your host every Wednesday at 3 p.m., whether you're a kid or was a kid at some time in your life. We'll run down all of the scores, talk about the games of the past week, and preview what's coming up in the next week. You'll want to take notes because this is good stuff. The place to be Wednesdays at 3. That's 6 p.m. Eastern is the Voice America Kids channel for Behind the Line. What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Yum! 
This is Mix It Up on the Voice America Kids channel. My mouth is watering just thinking about what's next. Let's get back to the show. And this is Mix It Up on Falcon Air One, broadcasting from Fountain Hills Middle School on Voice America Kids Network. In this segment, we are talking about chocolate scotcheroos. Chocolate scotcheroos are, they definitely, you're going to need someone else to be there because it's like a long process. And so here, I'll get started on it. You're going to need one cup of light corn syrup, one cup of sugar, one cup of peanut butter, six cups of Kellogg's Rice crispy cereal, and then one package, six ounces, or one cup of semi-sweet chocolate morsels, one cup of butterscotch morsels, and vegetable cooking spray. First, you're going to place corn syrup and sugar into a large saucepan. Yes, I know it's definitely not the healthiest thing. But then you're going to cook over medium heat, stirring frequently until sugar dissolves and mixture begins to boil. Then you're going to remove from heat, stir in peanut butter, and then mix well. From there, you're going to add the Kellogg's Rice Krispies cereal, then stir until well-coated. Then press mixture into a 13 by 9 and then two-inch pan coated with cooking spray, and then you're going to set that aside. Next, you're going to melt chocolate and butterscotch morsels together in a saucepan over low heat, stirring constantly. Spread evenly over the cereal mixture, and then let stand until firm. Then you're going to cut into about two-by-one-inch bars, approximately, to get about 48 of them. But it's purely up to you on how you want your serving size. All right. Well, I know I'm not the biggest fan of butterscotch morsels, but maybe melted and mixed together might might actually be good. Yes. Um, and also, I mean, if you're not into butterscotch, like I wasn't a very big fan of it when I was younger. So you can always substitute the butterscotch morsels for another cup of chocolate semi-sweet morsels. I mean kind of experiment with various chocolates and cocoa percentages making it have that extra flavor but it really varies so what do these taste like um it's basically a rice crispy treat but it's like i can't really put it any simpler than a rice crispy treat with peanut butter and chocolate on it (laughs) (laughs) all right so if you like peanut butter and chocolate on your rice krispies (laughs) Here's a way to do it. Uh, is it kind of like gooey? What's the texture? Um, depending on like how you keep them, like if you let them stand for like two minutes and then you cut into them, they're going to be like gooey and soft. And that's kind of how I like them. But you can always, if you're looking to have that like crunch, you can even throw them in the refrigerator, but it's up to you top it like you then you can break it into little pieces and top your vanilla ice cream however you want to sounds good is there anything else you could think like which do you think these be good with a little sprinkles in them absolutely being said they're like like rice krispies like the plain overall recipe you can put sprinkles you could put m&ms you could like decorate them make them fun for kids that <laughs> way they just have a good time yeah you could uh food color <laughs> some icing and absolutely <laughs> i'm having and flashbacks can, to the you, gingerbread men and you can put them in little frosting dispensers <laughs> 
That was fun. We absolutely had a great time decorating gingerbread men because we used like neon coloring. So if you're looking for color on this, that's definitely the way to go. (laughs) You can even make them ahead of time. And if you have like your little sister's birthday and all her friends want to do something fun and you can serve, you say, here's your little square. Here's some pink icing. Go ahead. Have a blast. Absolutely. I definitely agree. Let's move on to chocolate chip mondo bread. You're going to preheat the oven to 350 degrees. And then in a large bowl, you're going to beat together two eggs, two thirds cup fruit sweet or a cup of sugar, five eighths cup canola oil. Then you're going to add and mix lightly after each addition two cups whole wheat flour. Remember when you're putting flour into a still mixing bowl, pour slowly. Otherwise it poofs and you get dust all in your face. That's always fun. I know. (laughs) And you have to clean it up. And then two teaspoons baking powder, one teaspoon vanilla, one teaspoon cinnamon, and a dash of salt. And sometimes if you want to, you can put in nutmeg. You're also going to want to add four ounces of walnut chips and one cup chocolate chips. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. This is Mix It Up. I'm Jamie. And I'm Anna. And today we're talking about chocolate chip mondo bread. Then here's where it gets complicated because you've already made the dough and the dough tastes really good. So you're going to want to eat it. (laughs) That's not the complicated part, though. You're going to put gloves on your hands or spray your hands or spray the gloves that are on your hands and whatever you want to do with cooking spray. And then you're going to have a large cooking sheet set out with parchment on it. And you're going to take a fourth of the dough and you're going to put it into a log and put it on the paper, on the parchment paper. And you're going to do the same thing with the rest of the dough. Then you're going to put it in the oven and bake for about 20 minutes. Then you're going to take it out, cut it into diagonal slices. You're going to cut it out cool for five minutes. And then you're going to cut it into diagonal slices. And then you're going to put it back on on their sides. They look kind of like biscottis. And you put them in the oven for another 13 to 16 minutes. And then you just cool them like cookies. Uh, Of course, if a little bit happens to fall off while you're cutting them into diagonal strips, no one holds it against you if you eat it. (laughs) I know. I'm definitely a person to dig into that extra dough after you have something so sweet made. And it's a really thick dough, so apart from being really tasty, when you're putting them into logs, it's also thick and sticky. So you're really going to need to spray your hands several times, because, and you're going to want to have a spatula ready to scrape the dough off the sides, because it does stick to the pan, and of course you let a little bit stick there so you can eat it. <laughs> and I know you said that it was thick just now, but like, um, how would you describe it? Would you say it'd be like brownie thick or like breadstick thick (laughs) (laughs) well the cookies themselves aren't really they just taste like cookies they're the consistency of cookies but the dough is like a our mixer broke from mixing this dough so (laughs) and you really don't want to try mixing this by hand because it really hurts your arm it's a really thick mixture 
So definitely go with a mixer, even if it might break it. (laughs) (laughs) Go with a very heavy-duty mixer. But we had, it was like a weak handheld thing that. Oh, okay. Old, weak. It should have (laughs) broken. I would have surprised if it had. We got a better one for it, so (laughs) go dough. Um, I know you have, like, a narrow preference when it comes to chocolate chip mandel bread, but, like, for our listeners, what do you think they could add to it to make it a little more? Again, like I said, the nutmeg, you can throw some of that in there. You can top the whole thing in cinnamon when you have it on there. But other than that, you really don't want to mess too much with things you're baking because then they really don't turn out. Mm. Okay, gotcha. They're also really good to eat with milk and um, because they soften up. They are a hard cookie when a hard biscotti. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. I'll have to remember this. That's going to do it for today. Thanks for joining us today on Mixed Up. Listen to the show weekly on voiceamericakids.com. Contact us at voiceamericakids at yahoo.com. Be sure to mention our names, Anna and Jamie, in our show Mixed Up. Thanks again for listening. Well, I'm full. Thanks for listening to Mix It Up on Voice America Kids. Make sure you come back next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another great show. Have a tasty week.